Happy Monday, Liberty Kitty Cats, and we're about to get into the fourth, the fourth debate of this month. Four out of five. It's a debate month. Five Mondays, five debates to celebrate my 41st birthday. That's how I do it. I'm weird. I celebrate birthdays by hosting five debates in a month. Other people maybe have parties and go on cruises. I don't know what you kids do. This is what I do, though. And before we get into this debate today, though, I got to remind you this entire month, the entire month is sponsored by my man, Top Lobster. You can find all his amazing designs over at toplobster.com. He has the best Liberty gear, Liberty t-shirts, Liberty hats, everything you can imagine over the Top Lobster. He's also done the amazing graphics to promote these debates here on the Lions of Liberty Debate Month. I don't want you to forget, of course, you could have seen this debate live as it unfolded, as it took place. If only you were a patron of Lions of Liberty, if only you were a member of the Lions of Liberty Pride, you can find out more about that over at patreon.com slash Lions of Liberty. You get access to all of our bonus audio and video content, including live streams of these debates and many of my interviews, bonus segments with guests, the monthly conspiracy corner we have brian's daily good morning fuckhead degenerate gamblers is coming back soon you get it all for as little as five dollars a month check it out over at patreon.com slash lions of liberty we need to empower people with not just the philosophical tools but the inspiration to break free from the system welcome to the flagship lions of liberty podcast your weekly dose of education inspiration and real gentlemen here we are live for lions of liberty patrons we are here with the fourth debate in august debate month this is actually i think this debate has actually been brewing before i even had this idea of doing a month of debates we have been having a twitter back and forth about trying to schedule this for months so i'm excited to bring it to you today we're gonna be talking a little finance today before we get into this debate i would like to not reiterate. I'm going to iterate it first, and then I'll reiterate it. Uh, none of us here are professional financial advisors. Nothing you hear in this episode will be considered professional financial advice that you should take or in any way, shape, or form. That being said, I'm excited today to bring on my guests, my debate participants. First up, you know him quite well. He is the host of Finding Freedom, formerly Felony Friday here on Lions of Liberty. You can hear him every single Thursday on that program. Uh, he is the one and only John Odermatt. What's up? Just, are you ready to uh, roar? I'm sorry. Roar! This is I the first time I've roared on your show, I think. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm excited to be here. Uh, yeah, I think we actually, when we started talking about this a month or two months ago, we might have actually started debate month. Started in, the a, in a weird way, you may have done that. Yeah. That's true. So we'll take credit for that. All right. Uh, and his opponent this evening in the Lions of Liberty Debate Club, Fight Club, Octagon, whatever you want to call it, he is the co host of the Rolo and Slappy Show. He is. Rollo McFlugel. I, I think I used two pronunciations of that name in the same sentence, but uh, Rollo, Rollo, whatever you want to call it. Uh, well, are you ready to roar? <laughs> There's that laser-eyed monkey. <laughs> so this is the first time I've seen you as a real person. I've only seen you as a laser-eyed monkey before, so that's exciting. Yes. And um, also exciting, the fact that all three of us just happen to be having a little booze here, so I am... Finishing up, this was bought for me on my 40th birthday. I'm for now 41. That's that's how much I've gone through this, but I'm finally finishing up this bottle of Mulholland Distiller, Distillery American Whiskey. It's a good time. And what are you guys drinking, Odie? I got some Bell's Oberon, and then uh, once I get through those, I got some Miller Lite. 
So we'll see. We'll see how, how much it takes. See what Classy it takes. And trashy. I like it. Rallo, you've been you've been sipping them back for a couple hours now, I believe. Yeah, I started too soon, <laughs> but uh, I've been on the Michter's single barrel straight oh, that's rye. A good one. That's a good oh, one. Oh, it's indeed. delicious. All right, well, we're all in the right place, uh, Rallo. You're going to fit in right, right, right well here with uh, the the couple hours of drinking. I think is going to do you well. Uh, that being said, let's get into the resolution. I don't even remember how this started. There was some sort of Twitter back and forth, and I think I did my classic. You know, when I see two libertarians arguing about something, I wet my purse, my lips. I get, I get the, you know, you ever seen that meme? I don't know who the guy is, but he's in that uh, giant yellow suit and he's like you know, peering around the tree, getting excited. That's me. That's me when I see libertarians yes. uh, arguing. So I reached out to you guys and said, "Hey, why don't we make this alliance liberty debate?" Here we are. But the resolution we settled on out of a, a discussion, I think, surrounding Bitcoin and investment and et cetera, the resolution we have settled on is utilizing Bitcoin as your loan savings and savings and investment vehicle is a sound strategy. Taking the affirmative in that will be Rollo and taking the negative in that will be Mr. Odomat. So that being said, Rollo, I want you to start things off with your opening statement here. You can also maybe just you know, give give people a little bit of ba- background about yourself as well, since it's your first time on the show additionally, and maybe a little bit of how you got into Bitcoin, and then feel free to just fire away and make your case here. Sure. Thanks for having me on, guys. I really sure. appreciate it. Um, I love talking about Bitcoin, so any chance I get, I am going to do it. So I got into Bitcoin. Um, I don't even remember when I first came across Bitcoin, Bitcoin, but it was through the libertarian circles, of course. Like so many others, you heard about Bitcoin, of course... I didn't buy it when I first heard about it, but I finally did start buying it in uh, 2014, way back when it was uh, under $1,000 per Bitcoin. Um, I didn't know exactly what I had, but I bought it as a hedge against you know the government doing something absolutely crazy. And I thought, hey, if inflation runs absolutely rampant, I'll have something. Hey, it's you know this internet money that the government can't control. Um, so that's pretty cool. Uh, but I didn't really bother to really learn about it until the uh, the 2017-2018 run-up. Um, that's when I kind of took the deep dive into understanding Bitcoin and uh, not just the technical side of Bitcoin, but really digging into monetary economics uh, from the Austrian perspective. And that led me to believe or come to the conclusion that uh, Bitcoin is basically destined to be global money. It's going to replace the dollar and um, uh, with that, it's going to just absolutely shoot up in value. Um, you know, what, there's going to be 21 million Bitcoin. So whatever you think the value of everything in the world is, it's it's uh, Bitcoin's going to kind of take over that. So it's going to defeat the dollar, um, all that good stuff. So um, it does seem a little bit crazy for someone to say, yes, you should put all your money into Bitcoin. Um, but I am here to tell you that it is actually the most reasonable thing you can do and really the only play that you should be doing. Um, so let's take a step back and what is saving? Saving is just taking the money that you have and just setting it aside, not spending it, not using it. Um, we know the saying from before that people used to stuff money under their mattress. And we kind of like laugh at that today because it seems kind of crazy. Like you're not getting any interest on it. But back when people were doing that, they were on a gold standard. And under a gold standard, when we actually had a a sound money monetary system, the gold was appreciating in value. So just holding on to money, um, increased your purchasing power over time. 
Um, of course, you know, gold had flaws and it was replaced by this fiat system. And the fact that we're even having this debate, you know, what's the best way to, to maintain the value of your wealth? Well, the answer should be just holding money. Um, because that's the that's the safest thing to do. Because what is money? But it is society's general medium of exchange. It is a thing that is is the is the thing that you use to trade. Um, it's it's part of every transaction. That's why prices exist. Um, so the idea, you know, the money money is just uh, the tool that you're going to transport value across. Uh, time and space. So, you know, you want to hold on to money because you're going to be able, you don't know what the future is going to bring. So to deal with that future uncertainty, you want the thing that you know that everyone's going to uh, want to want to take in a trade because they can trade that for anything they want. And when you've got a hard money, um, you're going to expect that to appreciate in value because over time, the economies grow. Um, and so you get, you know, more stuff gets produced. And so, your money is going to, you know, if you have a, a you know, a slowly, uh, a money that uh, whose supply is slowly increasing uh, compared to the rest of the economy that should be booming, should be growing, um, you know, all that stuff divided by your money supply, your purchasing power goes up. So we're having this conversation now because of fiat and the U.S. dollar, which I think we would all agree here is absolutely terrible. And due to inflation, you know, your purchasing power is decreasing. If you hold on to a dollar today, uh, or if you hold on to a dollar to spend it tomorrow, it's going to be worth less than it is today. You're not going to be able to buy as much stuff with it. So we are in a situation right now where saving in dollars will actually put you, will set you back. Because if you hold a dollar today and, and transport it across time, you're not going to be able to buy, you know, purchase as much stuff with it. Um, so we're left in a kind of a bad spot. We got to like, in order to maintain the value that you create through your, through your labor, through your work, whatever, whatever earns you dollars, um, you need to find another way to maintain that value. And before Bitcoin, you know, you had to look to, you know, investment vehicles, uh, most traditionally something like the stock market and, you know, the stock market's fine. I'm not against the existence of a stock market. I'm not against the existence of investments. But in order to be a good speculator in the stock market or a good investor, you need to have asymmetric knowledge against the rest of the market. Um, because if you don't, then you know someone else has, has better knowledge. And, and so they're going to kind of beat you in whatever bet you're making. So for someone, the average person to just start throwing their money into the stock market, it's, I would consider that dumb money. And I'm not saying that you're a dumb person for doing that. I mean, you kind of have to do it, but I'm, I'm just saying that like you, you're prop the likelihood that you're throwing money into the stock market into investment where you really truly do have, uh, you know, uh, uh, you know, this asymmetric knowledge, a better bet than everybody else is kind of fairly low. The average person that's putting money into their 401k is putting into like a uh, retirement uh, account or re retirement fund uh, 2050. Like no one has any idea what any of those funds are. You're just kind of like putting the money in because, oh, yeah, the stock market's going to go up seven or eight percent every year. And so, hey, hopefully that uh, maintains the value of your money, you know. Do we not think inflation's in 
you know, double digits or something. So you're, you're probably not doing that that well with it. So, you know, all these things are what you're doing, you know, if you're someone that, that, that has like really specialized knowledge and really an edge on the rest of the market and you want to invest your money into something, absolutely do that. I think that's a great thing. But for the average person um, who's just like doing their 40, 50, 60 hours a week working their job, you know, to, to figure out all these other investment things and, and to really have an edge over everybody else, you're basically working a second job. And hopefully maybe you're in a position that you're that you're getting um, getting that edge that you can invest your money that you, you have an edge over everybody else that you do have a good chance of actually uh, winning well. So for the longest time, we're just faced with this, like, you just got to play the go into the casino and throw your money in there. Uh, Bitcoin, you know, enter Bitcoin and it is. Um, and, and, you know, I obviously won't go into it all right now, but uh, Bitcoin is basically on a, on a, on a collision course for becoming low money. And so if you have, if saving is, putting holding your money in the current money and you can't do that adequately right now because the dollar is losing so much value it makes a whole lot of sense to put that into the thing that is going to be the next money that is the safest thing to do um bitcoin there's only ever going to be 21 million uh no one can censor it no one can change the monetary policy and so that is the safest bet to be in now there might be some you know, short-term fluctuations. We all know Bitcoin goes up and down a lot, but overall, um, Bitcoin is going to continue to appreciate in value uh, over its average, uh, I think like a 200% increase every year. Um, so in the short term, it, it kind of short to medium term, you have the opportunity to like massively increase your your wealth. Um, but in the long term, um, you know, also that, but just, just steadily maintain uh, your wealth and and just allow it to grow so that you don't have to throw it into things where you're risking your money. Uh, because once you take a percentage of Bitcoin and you're holding the private keys, no one can take that from you. Um, you don't have a third party risk uh, with someone else, you know, giving your money to investment, you know, they blow up or something. You don't have to worry about someone else blowing up in Bitcoin because, well, unless you blow up, but you're holding, <laughs> you're holding the private keys. And so, um, Basically, yeah, my argument is Bitcoin's going to be the next money. And so because the current money is so bad and is inadequate for saving, the next best thing to do um, is to hold the thing that will be the next money. All right, Rollo, thanks a lot. Odie, we're going to move on to you. Why do you take the negative in this proposition? Uh, the negative, you would say that utilizing Bitcoin as your sole savings and investment uh, vehicle is not a sound strategy. Let's hear it. And again, this is not financial advice. <laughs> yeah, well, you can take it as financial advice, but it's not financial advice. That makes sense. You can take it, but we advise you don't. Any of this. This is just it is an entertainment program. We're just um, three dudes drinking and talking. That's all. <laughs> I'll start off in an untraditional way here and say, I, I mean, things I agree with. I, I agree with you, uh, Rollo, that, that the dollar is is screwed. You know, I think anybody who's paying attention to, uh, you know, what the, the Fed's been doing in our monetary policy for even the past five years, let alone the past 20 years, uh, the writing is on the wall that, that the dollar is going Nine. down. Uh, well, yeah, you go back to go back to 1930 for that. 16, whatever you want to do. And Bitcoin. Um, you know, I, I own Bitcoin. I, I don't have anything against 
Bitcoin. Uh, I, in fact, in the past year, I've I've bought more Bitcoin than I have in the entire time before that. And I'm I'm more late to the party than you know. You said you got more involved or started buying some in 2014. I was probably starting a little bit to dabble in like 2018. So when you were ramping up, I was probably just starting. So maybe I'm a little bit uh, behind you uh, on that track. But when it comes down to investing and looking at, so you, you, you talked, I think, and I agree with your definitions on savings and investments. And I think that's important to point out when people talk about saving, I look at that as preserving. You're just looking to, to preserve um, that money. And, um, you know, like you pointed out with the current monetary policy, you can't put it under your, uh, under your mattress. You can put a little bit under your mattress and for, you know, a short term, rainy day fund, if you need that, it's about the same as putting in a bank based on the uh, the returns you're going to get. But uh, at the end of the day, I think my disagreement, it's it's a traditional disagreement. I think it's you've probably heard this before, but it comes down to really to three different things. And it comes down to the lack of diversification, comes down to opportunity cost associated with just choosing that one investment. And it comes down to the potential of maybe stagnating um, skill sets and building of relationships and investing in other businesses and just generally um, putting yourself out there into uh, into the, uh, the business realm. Um, one thing you, you did point out, though, that... Um, you know, maybe the traditional nine to five person, you know, they don't have time to to learn about these things. They don't have time to uh, learn about Bitcoin or, you know, pick up a side hustle, uh, you know, start another stream of income. I, I would argue they have to now at, at the point in time we're at. Uh, I, I don't think, I think if you're not doing that, that is a, you're making a, an active detrimental choice to your future. If you're not doing that, if you're just relying on a nine to five job that could evaporate at any moment in time with, with the current climate we're in, especially if you're one of the unvaxxed and uh, they try to clear out the filthy unvaxxed. But just to get back, I'll just I mean, I'm, I'm not going to go on for for too long, just to add a little bit more detail to, to the three points. So when I talk about lack of diversification, you know, people who know me know that I always talk about. Um, multiple streams of income. Oh, it's not just no multiple. Secret. How many? Name them. Give them. Give seven, us a number. Seven streams of income. <laughs> well, it's. I mean, it's a fact that most. Uh, you know, most millionaires have seven streams of income when you look at it. And I mean, it's, it's sort of like a. You know, what came first? A lot of that comes from having the money to be able to invest in your. You know, income producing assets and things like that. But. People don't become millionaires most of the time. Of course, you get your CEOs and those types of people who get rich by just sticking with a job. But it's, it's very rare that uh, you're able to, to scale yourself up to that level to millions and beyond. A million dollars would be nothing probably in 50 years with the way inflation's going if the dollar is still even around at that point in time. But so multiple streams of income, multiple investment streams, um, it's all about reducing the worst case scenario. It's about reducing catastrophic risk. Um, putting all your eggs in one basket with, with Bitcoin, 
Um, th- there's there's things that can happen. I mean, we could argue how likely uh, how likely it would be, or you know how de- detrimental it would be to the long term use of Bitcoin. But you know, there's there's the the attack, the threats coming from the government talking about uh, the power that's being used with cryptocurrency, and obviously it's all it's all garbage, it's it's all rubbish. It's but it is an attack. It's an attack on Bitcoin, and that's and that's going to uh, that's going to have an influence on on the money. And will that ramp up over time where there'll be fines and penalties and things like that on, on people who do mine Bitcoin or use so much amount of energy? I don't know. I, I don't, I don't discount anything uh, that this government or any government or the someday world government will, will try to do to, uh, to hold the people down and prevent the people from taking, taking uh, control of their wealth. Um, opportunity cost. So, I think a good example of opportunity cost, and it's kind of a funny comparison, but I think Peter Schiff is a great example of someone who has <laughs> been blinded, who's been blinded by, um, you know, looking at a, a singular investment and missing um, really incredible investment opportunities throughout the market. Uh, if someone like Peter Schiff, who, of course, if anyone listening listening out there doesn't doesn't know Peter Schiff. Um, he's the, uh, you know, the, has made a career. What is it? Euro Pacific Capital. I, th- I think he still has that same, that same fund, but he's made a career off of investing in precious metals, uh, gold, silver. And of course he's, yes, he's been right. He's called these collapses, but he said the same thing t- day after day after day. And while he's saying that, and he's directing his clients into these uh, investments, his clients are missing out on an exploding real estate market. They're missing out on uh, exploding tech bubbles. They're missing out on all these different opportunities. And I mean, that's not to say that it's sound economics, that, that you know, that's, it's, it's all market ma- manipulation, why those segments are exploding, but it is happening and we're living in a world where it's happening. So to take advantage of it is the smart thing to do. And you can, you know, be a sort of uh savvy in how you do it and keep a certain amount of money in in hard assets and things like that, certain amount of money in Bitcoin, move it around, protect yourself, certain amount of money in the stock market. Really, the only reason I invest in the stock market is because of the job that I have. I get free money for my 401k that they give me a match. So I put that in the stock market. That's really the only reason why I invest in the stock market. I, I do that. I have, like I said, I have some Bitcoin, I have some other cryptos. Um, I have... Uh, precious metals. And I invest in real estate as well. I invest in income producing real estate. And I can, I can get more into that later. But you know, I, think, I think that diversification is important because it's important to learn those skills. It's important to put yourself out there and, and meet new people. Um, and not, not, that, not that you can't do that with Bitcoin, but I think if you do that, I mean, if Bitcoin is going to become the the currency of the world, which which I think it it could, it certainly could. Um, you're going to have to break down these walls, break down these barriers, and while you uh, while you pursue different business opportunities, um, you might identify gaps where you could have a where Bitcoin could be a solution, where you could have a you know a product you could sell, uh, something something that that you could, that you could develop to. Uh, Make, make some more money on it to uh, bring Bitcoin to more people. So um, opportunity cost. And I, I guess that, that kind of kind of two and three kind of, I think, 
fit together, uh, talking about stagnation of skills and uh, not getting those relationships just by singularly focusing on putting all your all your money in Bitcoin. Um, it's especially looking at young people doing that. I, I mean, I, I really think I, I don't think anyone's lazy, you know, but I think when you're young, you should be looking at pursuing different things. And if you have a, a nine to five job, sure, work your nine to five job, get your paycheck, dump all that savings into Bitcoin. I don't think that's the right thing to do. I think you should be looking at different ways to multiply that money. And you, you should be looking to learn. You should be looking to um, start different businesses, meet new people, expand. So I guess, I guess that's my statement. Meet new people. Well, what a transition that is, Odie, into this latest sponsorship that we have from this amazing new dating app. That's right. You got three married guys here on Lions of Liberty selling you a dating app. Let's see how we do, guys, because this dating app is revolutionary. Now, I am, in fact, married, but I did spend several years on the dating app scene, on the Tinders, on the Bumbles. I know the highs, I know the lows, and I know how frustrating it can be, especially for people with strongly held beliefs like many listeners of this program. You get on an app, you meet a girl, she looks cute, you show up, well, she might look a little different and go, go, guess what? She's completely batshit insane. She hasn't told none of your values and uh, this is a total disaster. I know how this can happen. It's happened to me many times. Uh, but now with Drome, you can avoid this. This is our newest sponsor, Drome. They are an amazing new dating app where you can really match with people based on shared values. You can create your own, basic, uh, your own value systems, your own deal breakers and deal makers that can directly match you with people that share the same values that you have and it's all on video so there's no surprises here every interaction you have with someone else will be on video so that co that comfort level will be created before you even show up you know who you're going to meet before you get there before you select that date uh, this is the kind of dating app that I wish that I had when I was still on the market when I was still out there uh, swinging and slinging or whatever the kids are saying nowadays but uh, I wasn't so guess what you guys you single guys and gals out there you have the opportunity to try this out to give us the feedback, to give them the feedback. You can do it all by using our link. It's drome.date, D-R-O-M, drome.date slash lions. From there, you're going to want to use our invite code, which is, of course, lions. Check it out. Check out Drome. Find your own personal liberty lover today. There's a few different directions we can go, but I'll just start by just letting Rollo just take it back. And, you know, you can respond to specifically anything that you'd like to there that, that Odie said. So I'll let you take it in whatever direction you want. Sure. Yeah, there's a lot, a lot to cover. Um, I think I'll start off with this. I'll say the, the idea of, uh, getting like seven streams of income or multiple streams of income is kind of symptomatic of the fiat system that we're in. Um, I think it's correct to point out that with COVID stuff, with all the leftist agenda, I mean, you could say the wrong thing and, and you get fired from your job. And so, um, if you've got a single stream of income, that could be potentially very bad for you because now suddenly you're unemployed and, uh, you know, if you don't have any other way to make money, you know, you, you could be in a tough spot for a while. But that's why I think Bitcoin's so important, because it gives you the actual an actual ability to save. I'm not I am not going to get the. I don't want to turn this into a COVID thing. I'm sure you guys don't want to either. I'm not going to get the COVID thing anyway. Yeah, know, Every, yeah, everything's COVID, whatever. <laughs> but I'm not going to get the vaccine. Like, I'm, I'm just not going to do it. And if my company said, hey, you have to get the vaccine, I'm going to make them fire me. And I can do that because I have savings. 
And it's not because I have savings in dollars. It's not because I have savings in the stock market. It's because I have savings in Bitcoin. And so I can, because I build up savings there, I can sustain myself for a while and force their hand um, to, 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 you know, fire me and, and have to go through all that hassle of replacing, replacing me in my job. Um, the other thing, um, I don't know, like, I think that if, if you've got a nine to five, whatever your main source of income is, unless you like absolutely hate your job, but if it's like something that's reasonably like good for you to do, I think that you should really focus on being, getting better at that. I don't think you should like dilute um, your ability to make money by trying to do all sorts of other things. I'm not saying that side hustles are bad. I have, I have one or two. I think they're interesting. If you can, you know, especially if you can create a hobby, that's something that you love and make money off it by all means. Here we um, yeah. But, um, but I think that like the best way to create wealth um, and to eventually be in a position where you can be a wise investor is to get really, really, really good at your job. Um, and when you're really, really good at your job, you become more valuable to employees or employers, and they're going to want to pay you more because, uh, you know, you can, you can provide them more value. Um, it, and it also goes perfectly in line with, you know, the division of labor. We want to continuously divide labor so we can focus on, you know, those skill sets and everything, and everyone can focus on their own thing. And, and because of that, they, we, can, we can more efficiently allocate resources and, and produce more stuff. Um, and so, uh, yeah, I, I guess that's uh, where I want to take that. So um, as far as diversification, go, and I'll try to be quick with the rest of the stuff. Um, as far as diversification goes, I know everyone says that, um, yeah, diversify, diversify. But are you diversifying for the sake of diversification? Because if you're doing that, then you're just kind of throwing darts. Um, if you've got a bunch of invest, like, so the difference between savings and investment to kind of reiterate is savings is like, you're just holding on to the money and, and letting it sit there and hopefully appreciate and value, uh, as time moves on when you're investing, you're risking your money. And so Bitcoin's kind of in a weird spot because it's not money yet. So, you know, it is kind of a speculation, but, um, I make the argument that it's, you know, basically on a crash course to become money. Um, but like, if you're going to diversify, just to diversify, all you're doing is just spreading dumb money around to different kind of dumb investments. So I think you got to be careful with just saying like, you should diversify without having good reason to put your money someplace else. If you've got a winner, like you don't want to just like pull money from that winner just because of this idea that you should be, um, diversifying, um, and then just finally, uh, something like real estate um, or, or any of these other like investment opportunities where prices go up and, and you've got these opportunities to make money. I mean, yeah, you have to be you have to have a skill set in those industries to be able to make money there. Um, it's very easy to look at a chart and see prices go up and down and say, well, obviously, I would have bought here when it's low and sold when it's high and then bought again when it's low, sold when it's high. Um, so you are risking your wealth by doing that um as opposed to i'm just saying just hold bitcoin just hold the thing that's going to be money and so that you can just ride through all that stuff not have to worry about trying to time the market um and also uh 
things like real estate and the stock market and a lot of other things have developed a, a sort of monetary value because the dollar is so bad. People have to figure out ways to store their wealth. And so real estate and the stock market and a few other things have taken that role. And if Bitcoin does become money and sound money, it's just going to wipe those things out. And uh, real estate and those things are going to lose their monetary values. And anyone that's holding on to those things is going to get wiped out by it. So that's where, uh, I guess that's my rebuttal there. So I'll give it back. All right. Why don't we just start by maybe Odie, you can address Rollo's last comment about um, real estate, like potentially losing value or being kind of left holding the bag, because I know that that's one area you have been focused on, at least, you know, when it comes to, uh, you know, selling raw land and that's something you're really into. So maybe you can just mm -hmm. kind of take, take that point and we'll see where we go from there. <clears throat> sure. Sure. Um, what, just one point before I get into that, just to, uh, to talk about it, I, I think it's great, uh, Rolo, that you've built up, and so many people have built up uh, money in Bitcoin, investing early, and, you know, and seen it, you know, seen it go up in value. That you're able to have that in your back pocket, that uh, that fuck you money. That, that's great. I mean, there's Bitcoin's one way to do that. There's there's, there's other ways to do that. Um, I guess my concern with that is it, it's great for the people that have that. But the ones that don't, don't you don't want to you don't want to see people acting like they they have that fucking money when they're not there yet with, with that amount of money being saved or in Bitcoin or or whatever. So just just one thing to point out. That, that's that's one of my concerns, I guess, is is young people just kind of relying 100% on Bitcoin. That's that's probably what drives me to this argument um, more more than anything. Um, yeah, to get into real estate, real estate, I, I love real estate and hate real estate at the same time. I can't stand how uh, real estate agents, everybody wants to be a real estate agent. I don't understand it. Very few real estate agents really make money. Everybody wants to be a real estate agent on the side. And I, I, don't, I, I just don't get it. I mean, it, it's the worst job. You, you have to do it every weekend. You got to you got to work at night. But people want to be real estate agents because you get a nice commission. I, I get that. But it's and this I mean, in the cycle one right now, it's it's crazy. But anyway, just just venting about the infatuation with people wanting to be real estate agents. I, I think the, the real money and lasting money is in buying real estate assets that are income producing and you can do that, which I, I haven't done this, but I would like to at, at some point by buying, you know, apartment buildings, um, things like that, um, and actually have income producing assets. The way that I have got in at a, at a lower level is by buying vacant land properties different through several different ways. The two most common, um, just by mailing people who, uh, or in the price range I'm looking, who are delinquent on their taxes, um, meaning that they might be motivated to sell. And uh, many people uh, are motivated to sell. I mean, when you think about people who get land, sometimes people inherit land. Sometimes they buy land with some some big dreams that they have. They want to build a house and life happens and the, the tax payment becomes a burden. They're happy to just get rid of it at a, uh, a pennies on the dollar. Also at, at auctions. I, I buy land at, at a lot of auctions and um, I have noticed, though, recently within the past year, something's happening in the real estate market. I don't know if it's foreign money. I'm not sure where the money's coming from. But even at vacant land auction, prices are getting kind of crazy. Um, but then what I do, the way that I turn that into an income stream is I'll sell that property 
to uh, to buyers, and I will finance the loan myself. So it's a seller financed loan. So I'll build a residual income stream based off of that. And a lot of the time, if I do it right, which I don't do it right every time, I can pay off what I paid for the property with just the down payment and a documentation fee. And then I pay the taxes and any fees that are on the associated with the land just rolled into the uh, into the loan itself, which that does take a skill set. And really, more than anything else, it just takes takes work. And like you said, um, I don't think it like this particularly is for everybody. It's definitely not. I, I think you know a lot of people don't have the patience for it. But it's just an example of of a way that you can get great returns. And I, I did listen to your. Uh, uh, I guess I don't know if it was a podcast, but that uh, that recording you sent to Mark and I, where you were critiquing Vin's interview with Thaddeus, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and, uh, which I thought uh, was pretty good. I actually agreed with you on a lot of stuff, but you know, I, and I forget where I was going with that point. But 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 anyway, um, what was I saying? Shit. Anyway, I had a really good point. Oh well, lost it. Uh, <laughs> guess I'll just leave it there. I'll edit I'll in. Email me later a fi- audio file. And I'll edit in your amazing point. Yeah. <laughs> One thing for you, Rollo, is that, that's uh, a big theme here. Is is it's it's not that maybe like you can't make money doing real estate. You can't make money doing this or that side hustle. I think for you, I, uh, you would say like you know, but you got to put a lot of time into that stuff. And for Bitcoin, you don't need to put a lot of time into it. it would be well, like part of your argument. So, I, but I guess would you say that like the is that a would you say that the lack of extra time and extra effort you have to put into simply investing in Bitcoin um, is that sort of is is that like a, a, a big crux of your argument that you would say that like whereas when Odie puts is, is arguing to put all this time at extra side hustles he could actually just save all that time be be so much better at his his main gig and be investing all of that money into Bitcoin that he's actually just like sort of like losing a, a, a sort of like time in a way is that is that part of your part of like the the argument that you're you're laying out. Yeah, I, I think no, no, no. I think that's a, that. I think that's a pretty good summary. Um, it's you create value, and you want to like maintain that. You want you you don't want that like value to disappear, and you don't want to like necessarily go out and risk it. So when you go out and invest in real estate or invest in stocks or whatever you're doing, like whatever value you just created, you're you're seriously risking that. And the less uh, skilled you are, the less asymmetric knowledge, the less edge you have, uh, the greater the chances that you're going to end up losing that money. And then you or the wealth that you created, the value that you created, and then you're back to where you started before or further behind. Uh, The other thing I'll say too, and uh, just kind of talking about real estate here, just using this example, since we're talking about it, is that, you know, what about the guy who's paycheck to paycheck and he can only scrounge up $50 a week or $50 a month in savings. Um, what does he do? Like he, you can't go out and buy $50 of, of real estate. Um, putting $50 into a, uh, you know, a checking or savings account is going to net you negative. But I mean, with Bitcoin, you can buy is one, one hundred, one, one hundred millionth of the Bitcoin and hold that. And maintain your value. So, you know, I think you made a good point, John, about saying, hey, you know, just because you have like a dollar's worth of Bitcoin and Bitcoin, like that's censorship resistant, no one can take it from you, does not mean you're in a position where you can just say, like, screw you, job, I'm doing whatever I want. But it gives you a starting point. It gives that guy who's just like not able to save really on the edge, um, really kind of 
almost hopeless with his financial situation, I think most Americans um, will be able to save at least a little bit of money, you know, $5 a week even. Throw that into Bitcoin. And then once they see that growing, then they get motivated to try to maybe work a little bit harder to be able to accumulate more money that they can throw into Bitcoin so they can watch that that little nest egg get a little bigger and 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 grow at the rate that it is since it, it tends to grow at a, at, a, at a pretty nice rate so um if you could just address I'm trying to think which way exactly i want to go here because I, I think at some point here i'd like to sort of differentiate between savings and investment so maybe you could kind of separately tackle okay. the concept of yes just using bitcoin as savings specifically uh, versus the separate, some, somewhat separate concept, I guess, of of not investing so much time in, in you know diversification that you're advocating for in like investing in real estate or developing new skills or new side hustles or what have you. Um, maybe you can separate those a little bit and address those a little bit individually and and where you see the differentiation. Maybe we can, we can kind of like focus on those terms a little bit. That's that's great. That's that's a direction I wanted to go. So you were just talking about uh, the the person who really can't save that much money. Maybe they only have 15 or, or $20 left uh, at the end of the paycheck, which I think is, I think most Americans have, have nothing left at the, at the end of their paycheck. <laughs> they have ne- negative left. They're going, going in a credit scary. card. It is. It's, it's very scary. Um, but I, I would argue that somebody like that should not be investing in Bitcoin at all. Um, they should be focusing focusing first <laughs> I've, I haven't even drank as much as Rolo. I'm already slurring <laughs> my words. Um, <laughs> they should be focusing first on building up just a little bit of, of savings. Like, for example, life happens. Things happen. Um, I just had my, uh, my car. We were just in the shop. We were driving down to the beach. The uh, AC compressor blew out. I can't fix that. I don't have the tools to fix that. I have to take it to a, a dealership. They charge me out the ass. It costs way too much money. Um, that could happen to anybody. So if that money is in invested in Bitcoin, sure, you could withdraw it. Um, you, you could pull it out, but then you're opening yourself up to, you have to pay taxes on it. Uh, most people, you know, they go to an accountant or they, you know, they don't do their own taxes. So they'll be confused by what's happening. Um, and it just, it just, it enters in for short-term savings like that, People should have that on. You need to learn how to save a little bit of money uh, to have for emergencies like that. I think that that's the first step of of savings. Um, if you can't get get to that point, then I, I think you're I think you're in for a uh, a, a long road there. Um, but we, yeah, when you talk I about think it would actually best maybe to or unless you want to finish up talking about savings because it may be best to address like one at a time back and forth. I'm thinking. Sure. But if, do, are you, was that just the, the, the finish of the, I was going to, I was going to, I was going to pivot. So yeah, if okay, you want to, so let's, let's stop there. Well, why don't you just address this concept of savings and the idea, I think you can probably lambast Odie a little bit for this, the, the taxes comment, but I'll, I'll let you do that on your own. Um, <laughs> uh, so just respond to this idea of, of savings and having sort of having the idea of having quick access to the cash and maybe addressing, you know, the possibility of like, what if say you have a thousand dollars that you want to save in cash, you need it for this emergency moment, but, oh, um, 
dip Bitcoin dipped down this week. So now I actually have 800 of that thousand I put in. And I really actually need the thousand. Like what? Because that, I think that's a big part of the idea. Like that, that Odie would see that as, as risky when you're calling it savings, because savings is supposed to be something you could just access at any time. And you don't have that concern that the, it might be, you know, so much higher or so much lower. So why don't you, why don't we start with addressing the savings aspect and then we'll go into the investment part. Sure. I mean, we, we live in a world where Bitcoin's not money yet. And so we're kind of in this like kind of weird situation where I'm claiming that Bitcoin is going to be money, but it's not money yet. And, you know, for the, the vast majority of our transactions, it's going to be in dollars. So, you know, if you want to keep a small amount of dollars or whatever is, is comfortable for you to like deal with kind of a, a rainy day or something that you can just say like, hey, I don't want to have to liquidate my Bitcoin because I don't want to have to lose out on that Bitcoin. I want to have to pay taxes on it you know, what have you, there are ways to, of course, route around, you know, paying taxes on this Bitcoin, but that, that's fine. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, I mean, that's fine. I'm not going to argue against keeping, you know, a couple thousand dollars in, in dollars just as a, uh, as, as buffer for you in case you, uh, um, you know, something comes up. I think that's, that's fairly reasonable. Um, so I, I, I don't have an issue with that. So I'm talking more like. All right, I win. Yeah. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So I mean, w- but uh, would- but but I'll uh, maybe I'll I'll push back and say like because it's it's an uh, you know maybe like an operating expense short term thing that's not really like uh you know long maybe I'm splitting hairs here but like not a long term savings but like a, a, you know a short term savings and if you can kind of make your cash flows work well enough and if you're converting your paycheck it, well and we're saying that you're not don't have that much savings to to put in the um yeah i mean still uh kind of the same argument you know if you're keeping a cat you know a small cash reserve just to be able to pay your your expenses and everything i think that's that's fine um but for anything that you want to uh plan ahead in the future and and hold for a while um I think Bitcoin's the only play there, you know, keeping keeping a little bit of money on the side for a flat tire or, you know, some sort of rainy day expense. Sure. I'm not good. You know, I think it's reasonable to to hold some dollars for that. All right. So, so then why don't we go into a little more on the savings aspect, because we're kind of just looking at savings, at either putting into Bitcoin or or just keeping it in dollars. But would you criticize even um, Odie, even Rallo's view of of any you know putting aside? Let's say you 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 agree, I guess that you, know, you should keep a certain amount of maybe dollar cash just ready for emergencies and that sort of thing, whatever amount you determine that might be for you. Um, but would you then go on to criticize that you should put the remainder into Bitcoin? Like, what would you be your criticism there? Do you think it would make sense to put to diversify that savings in other ways? That's for you. Yeah. Well, I, was that question to me? Yeah, yeah. I thought it was. Okay. Um, yeah, I, I think that comes down to the the opportunity cost argument. Um, I would say you should, you should put some in, into Bitcoin, but you have to look at, at what the market's doing. And uh, you know, Rollo has has you know been uh, he was wise enough to invest in, in 2014, and he's made great returns. You know, in the past uh, seven years, but. Bitcoin, like I mean, Bitcoin goes up and down. There's uh, there's times that uh, there's there's good. I mean, unless you're gonna unless you're gonna set it up, at least the way that I invest in Bitcoin, I just kind of just automatically withdraw from my paycheck, put a certain amount in. I'm not even looking at where the price is. But I mean, I would think if you were looking to you know start significantly investing in Bitcoin, you would want to find the right time to do that. Um, you wouldn't want to buy 
uh, at a uh, you know when it's on a bull run, you you'd want to buy when it's uh, when it's down a little bit. So yet you have to look at the market right now. I mean, love it or hate it. I mean, it's it's a total Fed bubble. It's it's total uh, you know government manipulation. But the real estate market is in a super cycle right now. And there's not too many other places where I would put my money right now than into the real estate market. Um, that could change very quickly. But it's, I mean, I, I, I honestly think there's several years of a ridiculous run on real estate, and we're going to see just obscene prices. Now, at a certain point, you're going to get to, well, the bank's not going to want to assess the house for, you know, for the asking price. And that's going to be where, where you start to get that pushback. But I mean, there's plenty of markets out there where there, there's, I mean, there's, there's a lot of gap for that. So it just, just depends on the market. It, it depends on what people are looking for in their investments. You know, not everyone, I don't think has the risk appetite um, for, for maybe investing in Bitcoin to a large degree, all of their savings. Uh, if somebody is, you know, in their 60s, in their 50s, they're coming up on retirement. Do they want to put all of their money into Bitcoin? Um, I, I don't think that's the best idea. You want to be able to uh, ensure that you do have, you know, some sort of stable income. And that's, I think, really, that's where diversification and in investments becomes even more important as, as you get older and you want to, you want certainty in your uh Certainty in your income, certainty in your re return on investments. So somebody who's 60, 65, looking to retire, are they going to take all of that money out of their Charles Schwab portfolio and dump it into Bitcoin? Um, I, I don't know if, if Rollo, it sounds like you would argue they probably should. I, I would say that's insane. Um, when they only, they might only have, you know, 15 or 10 or 20 whatever years left on this earth um they might not live to see bitcoin become money they might not live to 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 realize the uh you know the the actualization of those dreams well i'll just let you respond to that or if you like sure um i'll say the right time to bitcoin or the right time to buy bitcoin is always right now because like I said before, it's very easy to look at the chart and the history and say, oh, should have bought here, should have sold here, should have bought here. But um, we don't really know what's going to happen. And um, if if the if the idea is that Bitcoin is going to become global money, and I, I know not everyone agrees with that, but that's my perspective. And I, you know, then, you know, the, it's it's there's a much greater likelihood it's going to go up than it is going to go down, especially significantly. So I think trying to time the market is a fool's errand in any sort of unless you've got certain sort of asymmetric knowledge if you're nancy pelosi and you're about to uh pass a bill that like really you know hits uh hits an industry hard that's going to make their uh their 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 stock prices go down but if you're not one of those people then you know if you think something's a good investment then then you should probably buy it and buy as it's going up um the problem with a lot of the uh, the investments that you said that have like certainty with the return is that y you have certainty that you're losing money. You're not going to get like there is no like certain return that's going to beat inflation. Um, the Fed's printing money; they're injecting money into the supply. So anything that's like you're getting like a steady return on this, you know, a, you know, a guaranteed whatever it is, um, you know, the, the likelihood of this going to be beating inflation is basically zero and so you're just having kind of a a slow hemorrhage there um 
Yeah, that's. I guess that's what I got. I I I would agree with you. Um, is it right if we just go back and forth, Mark? Yes, I don't want to. I don't want to. Yeah, that don't just makes my job you. easier. Just hang out Mark, you can. Um, you Mark, you can leave. You're not leaving too long. <laughs> I got my whiskey. I'm good. I, I, I would agree with you on uh, you know something like bonds. I mean, yeah, yeah, bonds is you know, but yeah, basically you're you're losing money if you're investing in bonds, and I don't see that that changing anytime soon. But you know, there's plenty of uh, companies out there like utility companies, uh, uh, energy companies that that are very stable and have you know basically they're just expanding slowly. Um, you know, managing and uh, managing maintenance on their uh, existing infrastructure, and they're returning a nice dividend because all they're doing is is moving natural gas or moving oil or, or stuff like that, and they're paying dividends. So there's there's definitely stable investments out there that, at this point in time, will match inflation. Um, with uh, with Joe Biden there writing trillion dollar checks, though, I mean that that, that could change. What's your expertise in the uh, in the energy? industry that's that's what i work in He's energy industry okay energy. so do i <laughs> you guys should network off air too well that, not technically I, I'll, I'll say i'm petrochemical but um okay. but even still i mean a lot of the a lot of these uh you know these energy companies it's kind of there's a lot of you know regulatory risk involved and you know that's we true. see oil refineries shutting down in the u.s a lot we see you know a, a lot of nasty stuff going on um I would agree in, in like a, in a healthy, healthy world, healthy environment. Yes. I would say energy companies would be great places to park your, generally speaking, would be good places to park your money in. But, um, you know, it's, especially what's going on in California with these places. I mean, they're, they're like the, the, the regulation that they're imposing on these companies is just absolutely insane. Um, and you know, they, these companies might have to start selling assets because of the of the stuff that they're doing, and and that that's certainly not good um, for them. Um, it's uh, you know, and and just like to the average person who's not you know not in the energy sector, like how would they know that that's a good play? They they listen to you know you or I and say, oh well, Which this again, guy. I'm, I recommend no one financial does. advice. But you can take it <laughs> right. as financial advice if you want. But these. But these people go and watch CNBC or Fox Business and they listen to these talking heads who are the experts and they say just absolutely, you know, they just it's, say it's trust the expert financial edition. Right. And that's what the, that's how they're getting or they go and read Yahoo Finance. <laughs> like That's how they think they're getting their edge. And, and it's just it's just yeah, horrific. Like the secrets are going to be in Yahoo Finance. <laughs> yes. I used to believe that. So that's it. You know, I understand it. Um, uh, one question for Rallo that I want, and then I'll let you guys see if you have any questions for each other specifically. Uh, I'm curious how much, because you mentioned this a number of times, you know, Bitcoin becoming the global currency, you know, not formally in like a, you know, centralized way, but just naturally through the market. But how much do you think your argument relies on that? Like if, if, if Bitcoin were not to become the globally accepted currency, would your argument still hold the same? Or does, is that, is it reliant on this presumption? It is 100% reliant on that. Because there's no other use for Bitcoin than money. And there's only going to, you know, money, it's only one thing. So I guess the follow up, how certain of, obviously the answers vary, but like, are you like a hundred percent certain of that prediction? And what's, what's the timeline there? I, I guess, I guess I really got. Yeah. Um, extremely certain. So when, when, you know, I'm what someone called Bitcoin maximalist, which maybe the better term is a hard money maximalist. If there was a money that, 
uh, came out that was harder than Bitcoin and had a better chance of becoming global money than Bitcoin would be, then I would I would go for that. But um, Bitcoin, you know, nothing comes close that's ever been, you know, as a competitor to Bitcoin uh, to to beat it at its game. And so um, and and there's really no significant identifiable threats that would prevent it from uh, achieving its its monetary standard. I mean, if we look at the last hard money, gold, it was it was money for like six thousand years. Now, is Bitcoin going to be money for six thousand years? I don't know. Um, but I think it's probably going to, you know, once it monetizes, it's 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 going to be money for a while. Uh, as far as the time frame goes, um, man, that's a good question because I changed my mind a lot, and over the last couple weeks with all the stuff going on with the uh, with <laughs> what I think is is uh, a clear. A corrosion of the hegemony of the U.S. And, and its power across the world just just evaporating in front of us. Uh, I I put I put it a lot sooner than I than I would have before. Um, so I would say um, within within the decade, I would say that that we'll have Bitcoin basically becoming the global monetary standard. And Odie, I'm, I'm curious, like, do you have a, a criticism of just the overall idea? I guess the overall number go up mentality, the idea that Bitcoin will continue to go up. Maybe it will go up and down along the way, but will generally continue to trend up because it is being will become adopted as that as this sort of globally used currency, if not some, some kind of formal global currency. Yeah, I mean, I think the biggest worry or criticism i have of that uh of that philosophy would would just be external factors and the biggest external factor being governments of the world who are trying to preserve their power um you know it's we've talked about it at the beginning of the show it's evident that the dollar is collapsing and we talk i mean libertarians talk about it all the time the dollar is going to collapse the dollar is going to collapse but do we really think through like what's going to happen in this world when the dollar does collapse and the chaos um and the people trying to cling to that power so i i don't put anything by uh you know, the the power structures that are in place across this world to maintain that power. I think they will do anything to maintain that power. So that's, I mean, that's the, the biggest, um, and, and probably Rolla would argue the opposite. That's probably one of the most encouraging things for Bitcoin, but <laughs> and, and it could be, it could be, it's, it's, but I, I just, you just don't know what's going to happen. I, I think it could go either, it could go either way. I mean, I, I just, I don't have a lot of faith in, in people. <laughs> really standing up to uh, government tyranny. Uh, I think a lot of people, as we've seen throughout the, the past couple uh, 18 months here, people go along with it. So um, if Bitcoin is attacked by world governments, if it's criminalized, um, what, what happens then? Well, what happened to marijuana? And what happened to the drugs when, 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 the gov- <laughs> when the government declared war on it? Um, you know, a, a government declaring war on something like that prohibition, it never works. It just pushes underground. In the case of Bitcoin, I think it, when a government starts to saber rattle, and not only saber rattle, but also do things that try to uh, fight against Bitcoin, it just proves the, uh, uh, the need for Bitcoin. Um, 
But uh, let me take it a step back a little bit. Uh, China, you know, Bitcoin's always been criticized historically because of all the mining that's going on in China. And so, oh, what happens if China cracks down on Bitcoin mining? Uh, Bitcoin's Bitcoin's trashed. Uh, But China did kind of recently crack down on Bitcoin mining. And um, it was, uh, they they basically banned mining for all intents and purposes. Um, The hash rate dropped by 50% in Bitcoin. But blocks kept coming in about every 10 minutes, and the, the mining equipment um, went out of China and, and went into other hands. And, and, and it really stinks for those Chinese miners. It's, it's terrible for them. But um, as a whole, the, net, the network was, was largely unaffected. I think a lot of people, even people that are like into Bitcoin, just had no idea any of that happened. I just saw a comment flash by, too, asking if I meet when I say uh, Bitcoin becomes the monetary standard. Do I mean Bitcoin or crypto and whole? When I say Bitcoin, I only mean Bitcoin. I think, just to be clear, any other of those cryptos, they're all coins. They're all they're shit coins. Uh, can, can you, you know, that, that can, can probably you expand on that? Podcast, I'm just, I'm just yeah, curious. Can you expand on that a little bit? What What's that? What part? Just just your your reasoning for it. You don't have to. I mean, your reasoning for no, why what? just Bitcoin and not oh oh okay other cryptocurrencies. Yeah yeah yeah. Um, they all, they're basically all cargo cults. So uh, what a cargo cult is, was back in, I think it was World War II, in these islands in the Pacific, the United States and the Allies would fly planes onto these islands, land them there, and uh, use them as, as bases and everything. And the native people that were there, um, they got to enjoy a lot of the stuff that the American military brought to them. They brought, they brought all sorts of stuff and, and they shared it with these native people. And after the war was over and these planes flew away, um, these people like still wanted all the cool stuff that the Americans were bringing. And they didn't understand why the Americans came or, or what mechanism was causing that stuff to happen. And so they built these like straw planes in the hopes that like another plane would see that and come land. And like wow. bring all the cargo and the cool stuff. So all these altcoins and everything, they see what Bitcoin's doing and they just basically try to copy it in this like really kind of crappy way. In the hopes that just like saying, well, it's decentralized and it's this and this without actually, you know, putting it through the uh, through the ringer and everything. Um, it just doesn't, you know, one of the big things is, is the network effects. Of Bitcoin, um, you could maybe come up with something that has a couple parameters that you tweaked that you could argue are better than Bitcoin's parameters, but um, you don't have all of the people using that network, and so that network's really not not valuable. It's like if I came up with a better way to speak English, um, it doesn't really mean anything because I can't convince everyone that's speaking English to to speak it. So. Um, between that and and just also a lot of these other or basically all of these altcoins that that they come up with these features that are better than bitcoin really they're just security flaws that they package as features they don't tell you about like the the negative consequences of changing that parameter in bitcoin to make it you know do whatever their altcoins doing um usually you know they're all basically centralized or you know what have you, you know, something like, uh, I'll give an example. Monero has, uh, you know, privacy features and, and the privacy features are generally speaking true. 
Monero is more private than Bitcoin. Um, but the problem with that is that they don't have a good way of preventing inflation bugs with that privacy. Like that, that those privacy features introduce um, the ability to have undetected inflation. And so that's that's really bad for a hard money, and it kind of disqualifies it from from beating Bitcoin. Um, something like Ethereum, which is the the other big network, um, it's it's almost a database because it's uh, you know it's so uh, uh, what's it called you know intensive to to be able to validate everything. Um, no one actually spins up their own nodes to validate all the transactions. They're all using like Amazon Web Servers and uh, and Fiora Web Servers. And when one of those things go down, that basically borks half the network, which happened kind of recently. Uh, and Fiora servers went down, and all of these Ethereum services went down with it because no one was running their own nodes. Um, they're relying on on these centralized servers, and so uh, you don't. That was have like a the, month. Uh, it was like a month ago that happened. A couple months ago, yeah. Oh, was it? Okay. Yeah. But um, and also too, just like everyone looks at Vitalik and it's like Vitalik, what do we do? Our you know Lord and Savior, and so he's basically calling the shots. They had uh, they had something, you know, Ethereum versus Ethereum Classic. They had some sort of smart contract thing that uh, someone found an exploit in it, and. Uh, you know, exploited it. And they said, well, uh, this is what, this is not what we intended to. And so they just rolled the chain back and hard forked it. And Ethereum classic exists because there were some people being like, whoa, 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 code code is law. We don't like that this guy exploited it, but that's what the code allowed. So we're going to stay on this old chain. Um, But like they were just able with a couple players, be able to take uh, a massive amount of, the uh, the value on the Ethereum network and just move it to wherever they wanted. And you could say, well, you could believe all you want that Vitalik and co are good guys. Um, but if the government knocks on Vitalik's door and says, hey, we're going to uh, do bad things to you and your family unless you do X, Y, Z, um, you can't you can't expect him to care more about your, you know, to Ethereum that you own than his family. Um, so the, you know, there's just in a nutshell, um, you know, the, all, all of these altcoins out there just have massive security flaws that, that, um, if tested would just blow their censorship resistance and decentralization just totally up. And so that's why none of them have a chance to beat Bitcoin. And like, I, I don't ever consider them. When, uh, when when talking about this stuff. All right, guys, before we wrap up here, I got to let you know about one of our great sponsors, our longtime sponsors at Lorenzotti Italy. If you are a fan of coffee, if you like a nice fresh cup of joe to wake up in the morning as I do, you're going to want to check out our friends at Lorenzotti Italy. They deliver fine premium Italian coffees right to your door in these nice little tins that look so wonderful sitting on your counter there. And if that weren't all enough, these guys are great libertarians They are Patreon supporters of this show. They are absolutely worthy of your support. If that all wasn't enough, these guys do more than just sell coffee. They also help other entrepreneurs set up their own coffee businesses, help them acquire equipment, acquire financing, everything they need to start their own coffee business, start their own coffee shops. So you definitely want to check them out for that reason, if that's something that's been on your mind. Either way, just fantastic people at Lorenzotti Italy. Amazing people, fantastic people. You'll want to support them if you're fans of the show. Heck, even if you're not, if you're listening to this by accident 
check them out anyway. They have great coffee. Lorenzotti, Italy. You can find them at lorenzotti.coffee. That's L-O-R-E-N-Z-O-T-T-I dot coffee. And you do not want to forget your Lions of Liberty listener discount. Just use discount code ROAR for 10% off your order. All right. Well, uh, I think we're going to wrap up in a minute here. But I, I, before I do, I want to pull a page out of uh, my friend Brian Nichols' book that he pulled uh, during my debate with Eric Brakey, which, by the way, I almost won that debate. Forty. I think I had forty percent of the vote on Twitter. What if, if that's our metric? But that's. I that's, think that's you won. I, I voted for you. Thank <laughs> you. Are obviously biased, but that my first debate of all time. But we're getting sidetracked. But um, uh, I did want to say, like, I, I wanted to pull this one that, that Brian Nichols said. I want to ask each of you guys what you think the best argument that the other one of you made. So, uh, Odie, why don't we start with you? What do you think the best argument that Rollo has made here today? Well, I mean, I think I think he's made a lot of great points, and you know, I think that that Rollo and I agree on you know the the foundation of of what's happening we agree that the the u.s dollar is going down um i think we both agree i i'm not as nearly as certain as rollo that bitcoin is going to be uh the reserve currency of the world is going to be you know the the uh the main money supply um but it's I mean yeah, it's it's hard to pick out like it's hard to pick out a point. The best point? I don't know. That's that's a that's a difficult question. Because I, I think there's a lot of overlap in this debate. And my like I'll I'll go back to this again. The the biggest disconnect that I have is just on it's really well, I guess it's really twofold. It's really young people and getting locked into um the number go up, invest all my money in Bitcoin, and missing missing other opportunities, having uh, having blinders on, um, and then older people who you know are looking for a, a more stable investment. Really, a lot of the stuff that Rollo is saying about Bitcoin, most of it I, I I agree with. I mean, I I I'm a believer in Bitcoin. I mean, I guess the distinction I would make, which your good friend Rollo Vin Armani talks about. <laughs> Is so is Bitcoin? Debates. There's so many debates I want to set up from from this interview. I want to have Rollo versus Vin, uh, Odie versus Peter Schiff, also Rollo versus Peter Schiff. I mean, there, there's so many directions we can go here. But is is I'm Bitcoin yeah. is Bitcoin money, or is it something we don't even really understand yet? And is it like is comparing Bitcoin to money like comparing uh, a horse and buggy to you know a freaking Ford Explorer. I don't. I mean, it, it, like, it doesn't. It, it's just a, a different. It's a different model. It's a more advanced model. It's, uh, you know, can do things that the other thing can even dream of doing. It's just not possible. So, I like when you get down like to the to the details of it. I I, I agree. I mean, I, I agree with Bitcoin. I I believe in Bitcoin. Like uh, I was tweeting with Howie earlier. Howie was asking why he didn't get to debate in Rollo's place. I told him because we didn't want you to get embarrassed, Howie. We didn't want you to get embarrassed. And Howie said, "I always want Howie to be embarrassed." For the and, ha- and Howie asked me, "Do I even, do I even know what Bitcoin is?" Yes, I know what Bitcoin is, and Bitcoin is beautiful. I, I think it's beautiful. I, I just think um, I don't think it's the right time for for everybody to put all of their money into Bitcoin. Um, of course, Rollo owning a lot of Bitcoin wants everyone to put his money in Bitcoin because it would go <laughs> up then. <but. laughs> All right. Well, well, we'll move on to the closings in a minute. I think Odie kind of touched on his sort of summary there. But before we do that, Rollo, what do you think the best point that, that Odie brought up is? Uh, well, first of all, I didn't realize that Loki was Howie. 
Yeah, that's happening. Oh, did I just out him? Oh, crap. I was, oops. (laughs) Maybe you do have some editing to do, Mark. Sorry. No, I don't. Um, (laughs) So I don't don't know that, John, you you explicitly said this, um, but it's kind of, you know, implying and and taking bits and pieces and, 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 and putting it together. But I think, and correct me if I'm wrong, if I'm, if I'm, misinterpreting you but i think i think a good point is that you have to like pay attention to what's going on and you know if you're someone who's just like just got into bitcoin and just threw in a couple hundred dollars you you don't quite have fu money yet like the money you have in bitcoin may be kind of like fu money you can do whatever you want with it but like you have to kind of temper your expect not your expect not temper your expectations but like kind of keep a level head about you and like kind of see what's going on in the world about you and you know just because you've entered into bitcoin started buying a little bit of of it doesn't mean that you're necessarily going to be able to take advantage of of all of the benefits that bitcoin has with being able to like say hey i can like you can fire me from my job and i can sustain myself for you know three months six months a year um, so I think that's something that's, that's kind of like really important, um, with whatever you're doing is just kind of like keeping a level head about what you're doing and, 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 and kind of checking yourself there. And if you're in that situation, I think Rollo was going to say it, but he stopped himself, maybe get an alternative source of income. So you have that <laughs> to fall back on. <laughs> <laughs> all right well um why don't we go into our closing statements i think we've, we've fleshed out the arguments pretty well here and um rallo will let you start off since uh or i'll let you do the closing first since i had you start off and then Odie, you'll wrap it up after that sure uh this was a blast guys mark john i really appreciate this um this is uh this is awesome i'm really glad next that we time could... this will include peter Schiff and uh vin armani all all, yeah, all be together it. everyone on here <laughs> yeah, uh, I'm not sure it will be as uh, as jolly as this one, but 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 no, I really appreciate being able to like have these discussions and have these debates sure. and, uh, and and just be able to talk through this stuff because there's a lot of people out there that are that are trying to you know muck through this, and, and I think this is really valuable for people, whatever however they come out on it. Um, so I'll just close by by kind of reiterating. Um, I think it's real important to go back to basics, go back to first principles, understand what the purpose of money is, understand what saving is, understand what investing in speculation is. Um, if you've got, if you've created wealth, if you go out and create value from your job, your side hustle, whatever you do, if you have one job, you've got a one nine to five job, or if you've got seven jobs, and let's say that you want to, like your dream is to, to be a real estate mogul. That's fine. I'm not going to tell you that, that you shouldn't do that. That's your dream. Um, I want you to pursue it. I think that Bitcoin is the best way for you to be able to achieve that goal because that is the thing that will preserve your wealth um, without having all the counterparty risk to be able to uh, have your wealth that you created appreciate and value. So if you've got seven streams of income and you want to buy real estate, you know, you don't generate a little bit of income and go and buy real estate. There's a period of time where you've got to accumulate a lot of wealth in order to uh, achieve that goal. So the best thing to do is to have the asset that is uh, safely going to appreciate value because it's on a uh, basically on a collision course to become 
to become global money. And so whatever your dreams are, whatever you want to do, whether it's just saving for retirement, whether you want to start a business or, you know, buy real estate, whatever you want to do, um, Bitcoin is the best vehicle to do that. It's the best way to um, store the value that you created from whatever you're doing to produce that income and uh, transport it across time and space until you're ready to do something with it. All right. And Odie, we'll let you wrap it up. Yeah, I'll just uh, start by echoing what uh, what Rolo said. It, it's always nice to be able to put put a face to someone you've uh, <laughs> talked to on Twitter, especially a, a laser eyed monkey. A laser eyed. Hold on, hold on. I'm a little bit triggered. Uh, you know, it's I'm not a monkey. I'm a, an orangutan. Okay. So, orangutan. Uh, yes. <laughs> That's that was very racist of me. Or yes, yes. <laughs> Um, no, but that's because uh, it's, I don't know. Twitter is sidetracked. Funny place. Tw- Twitter's crazy. Place. I mean, you got people coming at you. You don't know if they're joking. You don't know what's happening. And before you know it, you're arguing with a laser eyed orangutan about Bitcoin. And, and then we're here. But and then you're on a podcast. You're like, oh. <laughs> but uh, no, it's, so th- this is this is great. And uh, I've, I've really enjoyed this. And almost all of these a, debates have been Twitter discussions brought to life. And that's that's yeah. what I really enjoy about this. Everything happens on Twitter. That's the center of the universe. But I'll just uh, kind of wrap things up by coming back to what I talked about at the top. And it really comes down to, you know, it comes down to diversification. And and I will agree. I don't think everyone needs to go out and run and, you know, get seven different jobs and get seven different in- streams of income right away. If you want to have strive for that, that's great. Personally, that's something that, that I'm striving for. Um, but But I think it's smart, especially in this climate. Um, if you want to invest in Bitcoin, I, I would encourage you to invest some in Bitcoin if you have the extra money. But I think I would prioritize ahead of that developing a skill, especially in this climate today, really in any indus- industry, unless you work for the government, then they probably can't fire you. But um, you probably have to get vaxxed because they're going to make you get vaxxed. Maybe that's the only reason why they'll fire you from the government. But I, I would just encourage you to have have a fallback, fallback plan, have something. Start working on something, building um, something that if you do lose your job, if you do lose your source of income, if your business, you know, a lot of business owners out there were shut down during COVID. I've had a lot of them on my show, some crazy stories. Um, You know, I'm not saying start a full-fledged second business, but have something else that you're working on, something that you can pivot to if you need to, maybe something digital and uh, and do that. and then the opportunity cost, the, the Peter Schiff thing. Um, yes, investing in Bitcoin, I, I do think over the long term, the number is going to go up. But at this point in time, in this market right now, I think you need to look at where things are. And yes, I, expertise and knowledge does come into that. And this is not financial advice, but, but that can be learned. So it's your money. Take ownership of it. Learn about it. And maybe at the end of the day, after you you know do your research and you look around, you look at the real estate market, you look at the stock market, you look at everything else happening, you look at different business opportunities, businesses you can invest in, maybe you'll decide Bitcoin's the best investment for you. Go for it. But I, I would just encourage people to to look at that, to do the research, to spend the time, to uh, to learn about Austrian economics, to learn about uh, learn about the business cycle, to see the situation that we're in. And ultimately, where Peter Schiff would say, we're going to end up. And Peter Schiff would say, 
buy gold and silver. And I would say buy gold and silver also. And uh, Rolla would say buy Bitcoin. And I would say buy Bitcoin also. So <laughs> back to diversification. And uh, with that, I rest my case. All right. Well, gentlemen, um, I echo both your thoughts that I, I really enjoy these discussions. I'm glad that's obviously that's why I host these shows. That's why I dedicated a whole month to these discussions because I like bringing Twitter. I wouldn't call them arguments. Twitter, I don't know things twitter incidents <laughs> if you will to life and uh it's been a rousing success so far and this one has uh has certainly met met that same standard so i'm really happy we were able to do this uh, i'm sure the con- conversation will continue once this show is released on back on twitter when justin gets all the clips out there and uh you know we, we keep the conversation going there so uh thank you to you both for uh helping us keep this conversation going we'll continue to do so in, in many many formats but uh until next time guys thank you so much keep up the great work and everything you guys do in your free time and all your podcasting everything you're doing out there keep up the great work keep on roaring thank Adios. you thank you guys all right kitty cats that wraps it up for the fourth out of five debates that means we got one more left a week from monday this one's going to be a doozy this one's going to be interesting once again i've got a fellow lion of liberty this time it's not john odermatt it's electric liberty land host brian mcwilliams he's going to be debating our friend of the mises institute though bishop the florida man himself we're going to be workshopping a little bit here. We're going to be just kind of playing out a potential 2024 scenario. As many of you know, it's a strong possibility, a decent possibility that uh, our good friend, good friend of this show, man who's participated in many debates on this platform, Dave Smith, will be seeking the Libertarian Party's presidential nomination in 2024. Though Bishop, of course, is a big fan of the governor of Florida, Ron DeSantis, who has kept that state mostly out of lockdown, mostly out of coronavirus restrictions, much to those happiness. Uh, decent chance he runs for the GOP presidential nomination in 2024. And of course, facing them will be eh, maybe Joe Biden if he's still around, possibly someone like Kamala Harris. Either way, probably a pro-lockdown, pro-coronavirus restriction Democrat. And we're going to be playing that scenario out. Brian is going to argue that in that scenario, libertarians should be supporting Dave Smith, while though we'll be arguing that they should be supporting Ron DeSantis. We're going to have fun with this one. And this is going to be a little different because Brian actually laid an extra stipulation on this, an extra challenge. Apparently, these gentlemen are going to be doing shots every 15 minutes during this debate, debate slash conversation. We have fun with all this stuff, of course, as we did here today. So I'm looking forward to that. Of course, as the host, I feel obligated to join them as well. So it's going to be a drunken, boozy showdown next week. Brian McWilliams, Though Bishop, again, this whole month is sponsored by Top Lobster. Head over to toplobster.com. He just has the absolute freaking coolest Liberty gear. He's always coming up with new designs, and you just got to see it to believe it. Toplobster.com. You got to use discount code ROAR for 10% off your order. Of course, also for your all your CBD needs, head over to palomaverde.com. Again, discount code ROAR to get 25% off any order over $75, which also includes free shipping. Can't beat that. And as I mentioned earlier, don't forget to check out Drom. If you're out there on the scene, drom.date slash lions. Use that code lions to get on in there. Gentlemen, ladies, thank you so much for joining us here for another debate. We will see you next week here once again on the flagship Lions of Liberty podcast. In the meantime, don't forget Brian on Wednesday with Electric Liberty Land while Odie wraps things up on Thursdays with Finding Freedom. You get all these shows, all three of them, for the price of one. That price is free, my friends. All you got to do is hit that subscribe button. And if you want more content, if you need more content, if you crave more Liberty content, head over to patreon.com slash Lions of Liberty. 
where for as little as $5 a month, you get access to tons, loads, so much more exclusive audio and video content. You got to see it all to believe it, my friends. All right, that's all I got. Until next week, until next Monday for the final debate of this August debate month. Don't forget, friends, I have just one request, and that is to live long and live free.